Welcome to the St. James Parish Podcast. Enjoy sermons, lectures, and special presentations from St. James Episcopal Parish in Wilmington, North Carolina. Curious about what else St. James has to offer? Visit our website, linked in the show notes, to learn more. Good morning. So today the Gospel of Matthew brings us to the heart of Jerusalem. It's the busiest time of the year. It's Passover. And Jesus, as we know, has arrived with his triumphal palm-waving entry. He's begun to make quite an impact. So to be clear, Jesus today is in very dangerous territory. He's under intense scrutiny by the local powers that be, the religious and the cultural leadership. Rather than keeping a low profile, though, Jesus leans right into his bold and clear message And as is his tradition, he does so with a story, a parable. Jesus tells this parable of a landowner who planted a vineyard, leased it to tenants, left her another country. Things get kind of wild, though, when the owner's ready to collect his harvest. When you heard the parable read, were you maybe thinking, hey, I got this one. I understand it. Maybe you were even thinking, way to go, Jesus. You tell those Pharisees. I have to admit, I do love to hear, how did he say it? The kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that produces the fruits of the kingdom. We hear the word kingdom twice in that one sentence. Let's hear it again. The kingdom of God will be taken away from you. He's talking about the Pharisees in particular and Israel then in general and given to a people that produces the fruits of the kingdom. Hey, that's us. Wait, is that us? Two things. Kingdom of God speaks directly about the rejection of those Jewish leaders to rule here on earth. We know that just a few years down the road, in 70 AD, Rome will devastate Jerusalem and the temple, and the people of Israel will be scattered That's pretty interesting. But for me, I don't think that's really the heart of the message. I'm more interested in getting back to that fruits of the kingdom part. I think Jesus is talking about living lives that produce the fruit that the landowner is interested in. For just a minute, let's go back to Paul's letter that we heard today. Paul is reminding us that if pedigree was clout in heaven, he's got it. Big time. He was the most Hebrew of Hebrews from the right tribe. He went to the right school. He had the right money and the right power. Paul had it all. But he says, quite plainly enough, it wasn't enough. He regards all of that as loss. He puts aside his pride. He works himself over a bit, taking up those fruits, those kingdom fruits instead. Love, joy, peace, Forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That's quite a list. That's the list that Paul puts together himself in his letter to the Galatians. And he calls those things the fruits of the Spirit. Those are the characteristics that that produce the fruit that the landowner from the parable is going to want to collect So back to that parable, 
I read recently that in first century Palestine, it was quite usual, even normal for at least five years to go by before a landowner would expect to receive any kind of first payment from tenants. Five years. Think about what you were doing five years ago. That's 2018 for those of you who are counting backward right now. <laughs> ironically, or not so ironically, just five days after Jesus tells this parable, he'll be killed. No surprise there. As I said earlier, Jesus was in dangerous territory. His parable claimed that God was the landowner and that Jesus was his son. And the local religious leaders, yes, those original tenants of the vineyard, it's pretty obvious. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard this parable, they knew. They knew it was all about them. How could they not? And they were threatened, so they redoubled their efforts to have Jesus of Nazareth put to death. I think it's worth asking, what were they thinking? Do you think they'd gotten so used to being stewards of the vineyard that they forgot? They didn't own it? They must have been convinced that the true owner would never come back. And it would be easy for us, as usual, to sit back, to offer our own judgment on those leaders in that story 2,000 years ago. However, Jesus' teaching also tells us that we are now the tenants, yes, the stewards of God's vineyard. We've been entrusted with this world, with all that we have, and we are now called to care for it and to share with our Creator the fruits of our harvest. I think this parable is also a warning for none of us to take any of it for granted. Our world, our life, our salvation, it is all grace. It is a gift from our loving God. Yes, we too at times can be tempted to think that we can just hang on to the fruits of the vineyard, keep it for ourselves. We work hard. We make our living we provide for ourselves and our family. It's easy to forget at times that everything we have, it's not ours. It's the Lord's. Yes, the landowner of the vineyard hasn't returned these 2,000 years later. So we might not decide to share the fruits of our harvest with those in need. We might choose this day just not to love our neighbors as ourselves we might look around this parish that is 294 years old and think, well, it's up to someone else to steward St. James well into its fourth century. And we might not notice any immediate consequence. We might even start to think, maybe the landowner isn't coming back. I want to tell you this. The parable today is about faith. It is about the importance of believing that God is very real, that this world is a vineyard that is not owned by us, that we've been entrusted with it, and all of us wonderfully are accountable. We affirm this every week, don't we? In just a few minutes, we'll stand up and say, on the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures, he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father, he will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. I hope those are words that are alive in each one of our hot lives and our hearts, that we believe that Jesus will come again, check on the vineyard, see what we've done with the place, and then receive the rightful fruits 
of our labor. You know, I asked you a few moments ago to think about where you were five years ago. I think we might be able to sketch out in our memory what we were doing, where we were. But wherever we were then, let's choose today to heed this parable. May I boldly suggest that the best way to prepare for that harvest is simply to expect the landowner to return soon. As Paul puts it, the one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Jesus Christ. So then, let us together press on with resiliency and persistent love and joy and peace and forbearance and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. Let's be faithful tenants of the vineyard of our Lord. And then let's look forward to his promised return. Amen.